I like it like that. Hey, windows down, chilling with the radio on. I like it like that. <laughs> and indeed I do. Well, that, of course, is hot Shelly Bray. And if it's what an older fella in reflective pants yelled to me from inside a toll booth on the Pennsylvania Turnpike, then this must be Dale Radio. And I, of course, am your host, Dale Seaver. And uh, uh, put down the windows and, and like the heck out of this, because you're listening to another episode of Some Things I Enjoy, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. Ah. Uh, Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, uh, I'm pairing the podcast tonight with a little bit of the old Akintashin. And uh, uh, that goes down nice and smooth. And um, I hope you're pairing it with something uh, delightful in your residence. Well, uh, uh, first of all, yes, thanks to everybody that came out to the to the last live show. My goodness, uh, hundreds of you. I only feel... Uh, for those who were turned away, pressing your little noses to the windows at the Lyceum, hoping to hear my conversation with Eva Radke and Arthur Jones, craning your necks for a glimpse of old Dale. Well, uh, I tell you, uh, uh, it was just so great uh, to be back at the world-famous Brooklyn Lyceum, and uh, I hope that, that, that those that didn't get it got a chance to listen to the show, because it was a great one, and I thank my guests, too, for coming out. That was terrific, and uh, congratulations to the folks that, that won the book from the pie. That was no easy uh, task, and uh, it, was, it was no easy pie. Uh, sometimes life is like that, isn't it? Just It's not all easy pies. But uh, I was very excited to be back at the world-famous Brooklyn Lyceum, and, and uh, by gosh, we're going to do it again. Uh, we're we're going to be there to kick off the holidays in uh, 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 Dale Radio fashion uh, with uh, uh, some terrific guests. But first of all, we're going to be there uh, uh, Monday, December 5th, at the Witching Hour. Of course, that's 8.30 p.m., the, the prime time for podcast recording, uh, Monday at 8.30. Uh, so that's December 5th, 5th and my guests are going to be, oh, my goodness, this is, I'm telling you, this is something. I've had uh, many enchanting blonde guests uh, on, as you know, both of the male and female persuasions and somewhere in between, but... Uh, Something about a dark-haired person, isn't that, isn't that true? A dark-haired gal, specifically. And on this show, I've got two of them. Two of them coming out to, to talk to me, and I'm thrilled that they're going to be there. Dana Rossi is first, and uh, she started a, a, a terrific monthly event in New York City called the Soundtrack Series. As people come up, and I don't know exactly how it works, but what I gather is that they tell stories uh, somehow connected to a particular song or a, an album of some sort. And boy, that got me thinking. I remember finally a great night with my ex-wife, Jenny, uh, uh, with Nelly Furtado's I'm Like a Bird. It just played over and over again on the hi-fi. Somehow in the in the struggle of pre-coitus, I guess I'd hit the repeat knob, and boy, did we soar that night. <laughs> I'm telling you, like a bird. Uh, well, definitely two birds, I'd say. And uh, anyhow... Uh, Dan will be there, and uh, and so will a rising talent in the experimental theater world. And I just say a talent in the theater world because this is Sybil Kempson's going to be uh, uh, coming up to the chair and uh, spending a little time with me. And uh, you know, I I, uh, I fell into some pretty out there 
uh, stuff in the late 70s and then again in the early 90s. And uh, boy, I know my experimental theater. And uh, uh, I just, I know theater, I guess you could say, <laughs> say all the time I spend in front of, of people and sometimes uh, are spent just away from people I consider great theater too. But anyhow, uh, uh, Sybil's a gal. She spends uh, part of her time in the Pocono Mountains. And I got to remember, I got to ask her about that. I lost a money clip at a disco at the Mount Airy Lodge, so I'm going to have to see if she knows anything about that. But uh, she just finished a run of a show. My goodness. It's got a, a much longer title than I uh, care for, so I'll just call it The Secret Death of Puppets. And uh, spoiler alert, uh, it turns out that puppets die just like the rest of us, uh, lying in a field covered in skunk stank. So uh, there you go. Uh, uh, sorry to, to ruin it for you, but that's the, that, that's how it goes. And... Uh, uh, well, there you, there you have it. But it's a terrific piece of piece of theater. And Sybil, even if you know that going in, you, you, it won't ruin it for you. Believe me, it's a great, it's a spectacle. It's something you can watch probably, uh, I'd say maybe three times. And that would probably, <laughs> that probably, you'd probably max out right around there. But there's some great bits in it, and I hope we can talk to her about it. Uh, it's just, uh, man, I, I saw her after the show. God bless her. This is a, this is a true artist is, is what you see. And she's after the show. I see her, she's coming up down the street, she's lugging a big Tupperware box, several boxes, Tupperware bottles stacked up as they stack, so it makes it a little bit easier to carry, but still, it was, it was a big, and they had to go back to the space to load out, do the strike, is what the theater folks call it, and I thought, isn't that just something, you know, you're still a rising star, quote unquote, when you have to lug your own gear, <laughs> I said as much to a friend of mine, a gal, a gal by the name of Cindy Sherman the other night, Cindy and I uh, have known each other for years, and uh, I spent. I, I showed her some films out there in Buffalo when I when I spent a, uh, a little time there. And anyway, uh, she'd seen me lugging the, a bunch of my uh, speakers and a mixing board and stands and while carrying all things, pushing a dolly. I was a mess, just sweating. It was one of these real humid days, kind of a subtropical September evening. I'd say Indian summer, but my niece. Uh, Katrina's part Cherokee, and she just hates it when I say stuff like that. I don't know what else to call it. But uh, besides, I think probably even for the Native Americans, they would have sat that day out. <laughs> no, it was just that humid. You wonder, though, if maybe they don't have some kind of a, a natural a way to, to beat the heat. I, I don't, I mean, you know, other than just avoiding a polyester blend, <laughs> it's probably a good first tip. And, uh, you know, speaking of natural things, I would just, I fell for it again, folks. I was over there at the health food store, and I got, you know, you want to do right by the environment. And you don't want to get things that are harmful, and you, you want to get things for your body that are good. And whether you're applying it as a, a topical ointment or if you're ingesting something, you want it to be organic and, and solid and good. And, man, I every now and again, I'd say probably every six years, I cycle through this thing where I think, I'll give that, or maybe organic deodorant technology's changed. Maybe I'll give that a shot. That would be a good thing to do, and I don't mind spending $8 if it's a, a quality product. Well, I, I, you know, I don't know when I'm going to wise up, ladies and gentlemen. If you see me at the, if you come by the health food store, this, Cindy, if you're listening, if, if Cindy Sherman sees me over there at the health food store, will you just smack the darn natural deodorant out of my hand? It doesn't work. Folks, I, I mean, the last week or so, I've just smelled like a hobo. It's just, it's, uh, well, a little bit better. I smelled European. Let, let me put it that way. Uh, uh, I smell a little bit better than a hobo, thank goodness. But uh, it's a very thin line between European 
And uh, I mean hobo in the classic sense, uh, you know, the old the fellow with a stick over his shoulder and the bag. That's when you know, hoboing was really the, the really the prime time of that activity, I think, and uh, what inspired so many great Halloween costumes even to this day. Whenever I see a little hobo costume, I always think, ah, they, there's, uh, maybe they've got older parents. Uh, uh, so anyhow, uh, uh, speaking of Cindy, she saw me. Uh, 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 in this state, just sweating and dripping and all this stuff. And I saw her and, uh, uh, just this last time, and I said to her, uh, boy, you know you made it when you have somebody else to carry your gear for you. And she laughed, and then I guess she saw somebody across the room, so she skedaddled right out. She had to go talk to them. So uh, she's not, not a real talkative gal in general, but uh, I guess she's doing okay. And uh, I, I hope that I hope, I hope that something came in all those photos. Anyhow, uh, what I'm saying is this. Sybil and I, after seeing this show, I just think that we probably have some kind of shared vision of the world. And whenever you see somebody like that, whenever you recognize a fellow uh, 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 walker on your artistic path, you say, well, hi, sometimes you see that. If you're out on a bike trail or something that they, or, you know, they took a lot of these uh, old train tracks and turned them into bike trails. Uh, in a lot of these great cities, in San Antonio, you got the Riverwalk, uh, some other places up in Providence, they, they paved some stuff and you can ride your bike uh, up there. And you, or even just if you're on a trail and you pass somebody, you say, hi. Not, I mean, sometimes you do that on the street, but not as much here. But if you see somebody on a trail, you're supposed to say, hi, how are you? And then look away. Just real quick. It doesn't have to be long and you shouldn't maintain eye contact. Just a quick, hi, hi how are you? I'm I'm all right. And uh, I've taken a mental note of your of your visage. So uh, <laughs> anyhow, uh, 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 I think that that's what it seemed like with with Sybil. That we said, okay, hi, what do you got going on? And uh, it's it's going to be exciting uh, uh, to talk to her about it and finding out if it's true. If not, that's fine too. But at least we'll we'll have gotten into it a little bit, and we'll also. Uh, get into a little bit of some special nog that I'm going to be brewing up. My goodness, I got to thank this kid, Noah Rothbaum. He's a bigwig over there at liquor.com. I said, hey, hey, uh, you have any recipes for eggnog? I emailed him that, and he replied right away, which is uh, uh, now the new standard for how you mark a good friend. Somebody replies the same day, that's a friend. Two days, well, you probably have some repair work to do on that relationship. A week, and basically that person's dead to you. Uh, email friendships, friends. That's how it's. Uh, that's how it's all working. So I hope you abide by it, or at least are able to apologize uh, profusely in person. Uh, speaking of uh, being out and about, uh, I took the R train to see Sybil's show. It's uh, down there, a little place, Dixon Place is where it was, and boy, I love the R. I just do. I don't take it very often, but in the last couple of weekends, boy, it's been a mess. They have all the subway. You got to get on a bus, and it's. I just. I don't. I don't care for bus. I did a lot of busing uh, in San Francisco, and uh, something about the buses here. It just. It seems the system underground should just work so perfectly. Why be above ground? It's just something that get, gets into me, and I got a mental block, I guess. Because why not just take a bus and see some air? And anyhow, I took the R. And uh, I wanted to just have some serious time, as I said, to just take in that subway experience. I haven't just been alone uh, with uh, other people uh, for at least a day in a, in a crowded hot subway car. So it was nice to, to do that. And you could just, you know, uh, 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 spend time and see if, see if I could actively not look at this fella with a massively deformed nose that was sitting in the seat across from me. We all have 
two instincts when we come across this kind of thing in life or on the on the subway. First, just look away. Look away. It's awful. Just I don't want anything to do with it. Uh, I don't. Why has this come into my life? No, thank you. Uh, uh, thank goodness it's not me. Good Lord. And then, then it becomes a little bit, because then you think, well, my goodness, well, how did this even happen? I mean, was this all at once? Was this a kind of thing where it was a toboggan accident as a boy? Or has this just been a, a kind of a buildup? Uh, uh, how, how did this happen? Uh, uh, and, and you want to just ask him maybe and get to know the guy and, and, and take his hand and put it in yours and say, it's going to be okay. You will find love. And you start scanning the car to see who among the women on board are, are pure enough of heart and character uh, to embrace this malformed specimen. Will no one see past this and ask him for a dance? One night that just fills his empty self-esteem trough and, and, and just fills that to the brim till bubbling over, or at least enough to look in the mirror and say the words that have so long eluded him, I'm beautiful. And so as you're thinking all this, you realize, my goodness, I've been just boring into that uh, widening schnoz for the last three stops. And uh, so you're quick, you look away, and uh, but you feel bad because then you realize that looking away, it's like you're pretending you, you weren't staring at but that's just as bad because you were, and he knows you were, but then you try and make, and so it just draws attention to the fact that you were doing it for so long. Uh, uh, and he just, he just was just staring there at his pain and this burden that he's got to carry around right on his uh, face. So you, so you look back again, and you think, well, maybe if I just hold this for a little bit, it'll be okay. And, but, but you realize what you're, what's happening with your face. Your eyes are trying to just go dead, but but you got a kind of little half smile on as if, it was just somebody had trouble opening his umbrella on the on the stairs leading out of the station, and he turned around to you, and now you're second in in the line there in a long line. They're just pissed off on their way to workers, and and you and you feel your mouth form a shape that says, "Hey, it happens to all of us. Don't worry." But you know, uh, you, you just know that it can't mask what else is going on, and and that's the feeling of now move along. Uh, <laughs> With this, whatever is going on can surely be dealt with above on the street level. Just pull aside. You can duck under an awning or something. Just deal with it out there, for Christ's sakes. What are you imposing this on the road? We got places to be, and that's where you where you are now. One part kindness, two parts disbelief, and probably a half tablespoon of pity. And you know, uh, 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 and you know, he's used to it. That's the thing. You 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 take a little bit of comfort knowing that. But uh, as he he packs up his his uh, iPod there, and he, he uh, uh, has his padded envelope. He gets up, and uh, he transfers to the express train. And, uh, well, then you start thinking, what was in that envelope? <laughs> don't you don't you worry about that? My goodness, what was in there? And then that can get you going for a good long time, and then you forgot all about it, and you're thinking about other stuff. But... Uh, <laughs> It is a slow train, ladies and gentlemen. If you get the chance to take it, uh, uh, please do. You might want to, especially this time of year, it's nice. But um, anyhow, I uh, have you been outside at night in New York City recently? Seems to me everybody's going to a party that I wasn't invited to. <laughs> That's a feeling that you get. And... Uh, Every bar, I noticed this because uh, I haven't been out in a while, you know. we got uh, responsibilities here looking after baby Pepsi and, and my niece and 
I don't get out as often, but it seemed like every bar I walked walked past was full. Good-looking folks. They got uh, pants with buckles, like pilgrims, but uh, but darker. And uh, there's there's a shape. And all the gals, I just noticed that you scan the you scan the streets, and all the gals have this kind of shape going on. It's real furry and uh, full on top, and, and it's, it's what I imagine, a kind of the, an early cave woman silhouette is where it looks as if she just killed a, a, some kind of deer and thrown it over her shoulders, but it's a, I don't know if you ever saw the terrific Planet of the Apes remake they did with Marky Wahlberg, and I think the, I think the gal in there has a kind of a similar uh, uh, a fur cape of some kind, uh, not the monkey lady, but the, but the blonde mute. Um, uh, a female monkey scientist, a blonde cave girl, and a spaceman. No wonder that that franchise endures. Uh, it's got all the great elements. Put a podcaster in there, and I'm telling you, you got gold. Anyhow, uh, uh, the girls walking around this big, big time. Sometimes it's furry. I don't want to say they're all furry, but some of them are just big and like a lot of fabric, a lot of folds going on. You can't quite tell what's happening and who's what. And whatnot, and then usually the sometimes it's just a vest or the there's kind of a puff that stops around the around the elbow uh, thing, and then so you got that wide up top, and then there's little legs, little legs. Just I've written lowercase l's that took up more room than these uh, uh, these gals' legs, these stalks, and uh, these little Giacometti splinters, and then they, they go down. And you look at the bottom of them; they're in boots, and I'd say they must be three sizes too big, uh, at least. Uh, to be fair. That's happened to me at Payless a couple of times. Now there's 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 just no attention to details when you get into some of these places, and uh, sometimes that's why you go because you hope for something to be just mis mislabeled and mispriced. But when it's missized, that's uh, I'm just saying the bargain should not be hassles, ladies and gentlemen. I like the environment. I like people having jobs, but uh, pay attention to what you're doing. Uh, that that makes it all a little bit better for us. Anyway, these ladies and their knockouts, all of them, everyone I saw. Uh, well, at least I think they are, because uh, as they're all teetering around, teetering around these manhole covers and not even pavement, and God knows what down there in the Bowery, uh, you got to be careful when you walk past automatic door openers on some of these places, because otherwise you open it up, and uh, uh, all the cold or, or warm air gets out depending on the time of year. But uh, they've all got—I uh, can't tell what these ladies have going on with their faces because they all have big sunglasses on, and that can really change a girl's face. You ever think to yourself, uh, uh, "Boy, she's someone I could take to the movies," only to have her take off the glasses and suddenly, you know, everything's changed, and uh, you know, eyebrows are just nowhere near where they're supposed to be. Noses, uh, as I've said, apparently I got something about noses tonight, but sometimes they're just too. Too, too much of a nose or just not there at all and that can be disturbing just as much as the other way but uh, it can be it can be shocking but but walking around not going in any place uh, uh, down there near down the low side is what what you call it, les as I've heard it also referred to uh, I just found myself wanting to to offer my arm or maybe we could start training some kind of animal to act as a as a guide beast or a safety assistant critter for all these just skinny leg, top-heavy women in two big shoes wearing sunglasses at night. I mean, <laughs> I got worried, ladies and gentlemen. That's not something that happens to me often, but I worried for their safety and really, honestly, uh, uh, for our safety because, wouldn't you know, some of them were smoking <laughs> and they could set the whole dang place on fire. 
Mrs. O'Leary's gallery receptionist is what's going to be the downfall of this one this time around. Forget about the cow. Well, anyhow, I hope they got home safe and sound because we, we don't want anything bad to happen to anybody out here, and especially not this time of year when we've got a lot to think about and uh, we've got a lot to... A lot going on in the world, ladies and gentlemen, and there's certainly some, 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 some difficult things, and people are in parks, and they're getting sprayed with all kinds of things. Uh, uh, I, I just I, I wish everybody well this time of year. And uh, uh, to keep things light and keep the spirits bright, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to try and get in a special holiday edition of the broadcast over the next week. I'm going to be uh, down at the extended Seaver Clan's a compound down there outside of Philadelphia. So I'll see if I can squeeze it in. If if what happens, what I think can happen happens, is going to be uh, pretty exciting. Uh, but uh, we'll try and squeeze it in there between our cardboard Mayflower reenactment and turkey cheesesteaks. Uh, but I, I, if, if it does go the way I think, I'm going to be coming back a wealthy man as far as uh, if you measure a man's wealth in Coles cash. So, uh, listen... Uh, I just, uh, if hey, listen, if you have anything on your Christmas or holiday list, let us know about it. That'd be fun if you send us something that you want. Maybe you send it in, and we'll, we'll just, we'll talk. Now, if you want your Kickstarter rewards, don't send me that, because I'm, I promise to you, I'm getting them out. I just finished the first big old batch of them, and uh, we're going to get those out to you uh, right away. So look for that uh, uh, coming out, and, and, and uh, 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 I apologize for the delay. But uh, so come on out. Uh, uh, and if you're in New York City, December 5th, Monday, you have nothing else going on, trust me. Bachelor's not on yet, so you got plenty of time. If you're in Los Angeles, I'm going to be at the Hammer Museum over at UCLA. Boy, this is going to be a good show. Thursday, January 19th at 7 p.m. It's going to be free, and uh, I'll talk about that again later as we get closer. But... Uh, my goodness, that's going to be a heck of a heck of a time, and a lot of preparations going on for that. But uh, uh, I wish you all a very safe and happy Thanksgiving. Uh, be careful if you're frying the turkey; that can be dangerous. Uh, uh, moist, sure, but but take the necessary precautions. And uh, uh, let's see, I'll have my yes, I'll have my pilgrim outfit pressed. I'm glad I made a note of that to let you. <laughs> You know, that's what that was right there. Anyhow, till next time, I've got to get going because I'm going to be filling my whiskey bottles with my famous cranberry relish to take on down there. So now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Oh, my goodness, a lot of people came together to make this season possible, and my thanks go out to all of them, including the folks behind the season four take on the theme song, originally composed by Steve O'Reilly at Engine Sound. This version is arranged by Lisa Mezzacapa and John Finkbeiner, performed by Lisa Mezzacapa and V.J. Anderson, recorded, mixed, and mastered by John Finkbeiner at New Improved Recording in Oakland, California. Thanks also to the following generous, good-looking, and fun-at-parties friends of the program. Cole Akers, Miranda Banks, Rachel Baer, Stefan Bodeker, Hannah Bowes, The Brain Flutter Foundation, Melissa Broder, Adam Bronstein, Justin Carroll, Tom Carroll, Amy Chang, John Charles, Tanisha Christie, Rachel Turner, Pamela Clapp, Julie Cummings, Amanda Duarte, Emily Elson, Dan Engber, Alex Estrovis, Sidney Erickson Feinstein, Lauren Fitzgerald, Aaron Gabbard, Tanya Glanz, Jay Harlow, Betty Jo Hallett. My goodness, this is a lot. 
of Bill. Thank you. This is outstanding. Meredith Hudson, Melissa Yeager-Miller, Steve Lambert, Daniel Lee, Maura Madden, Shauna McGarry, Michelle Meggett, George Noctree, Peter Noctree, Susan Newberry, Aaron Nichols, Steve O'Reilly, Ann Philbin, Elizabeth Eva Rossoff, Gabe Roth, Rebecca Rothbaum, Trinidad Ruiz, Jacqueline Skaggs, Shannon Stratton, Joel Tompkins, Karen Weber, Gabe Weiser, Will K. Wilkins, Brian Yeh, and 10 anonymous friends. Thank you all very much.